0: kick off your boots and put down your hunting knife it's time for the outdoor man podcast with the man himself outdoor man dan join us for fun stories useful how to's and insights into what being an outdoorsman means today and what it may mean in the future from ethical hunting and conservation to new stories to tell around the fire let's get into today's show with your host outdoor man dan This
1: week's episode is with Mike. Mike is from uh, Drone Deer Recovery. He's just awesome. I mean, it's just a, what an absolute concept. It's a fabulous thing. I found him on Instagram, and um, yeah, I had to talk to him. So, Mike, thank you very much for coming on.
2: Oh yeah, not a problem. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure.
1: I've been I've been watching some of your stuff on the on the YouTube since I found you. And before we get into the hows and the who's and the whats and the wheres. Did you get the lights on the tree, on the Christmas tree?
2: Yep, yep. I got the lights put up there with the drone, but it sucked. Did it? Yep. It started throwing airs and stuff, and I was like, okay, forget this. I'm not going to wreck my drone and not be able to do recoveries for people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Was that the drone you used with it at DGI? Yep. So how did you end up doing this?
2: Well, basically, I'm a pilot myself, so I, I fly airplanes, and I've always liked RC airplanes and I've flown those, started flying drones for my other business to create some video content. And then I was with a buddy of mine one day and he does roofing and he was saying how he uses thermal drones to inspect roofs. And I told him that I've been thinking about getting a thermal drone to look for deer. And he's like, I think it'd be a good idea. And so then I bought a cheap one, about $7,500 and did some testing with it. Didn't work. But it worked good enough, just enough to make me a video and then take it to an outdoor show. And the uh, outdoorsman just went nuts over it. So I was like, well, I'm going all in. Basically, stepped back and built a brand first and then went public with it and invested over uh, $20,000 in launching this thing.
1: Comes an expensive hobby all of a sudden, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, we do a little bit of it in the UK. I mean, the UK is so different compared to the likes of you guys.
2: Are you guys allowed drones over there?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've got one I use for Outdoor Man. I, I'm not very good with it. I'm still playing at the moment. It's, it's, it's always one of them things where the drone never comes out until I want it, and then it never goes right. So um, I've got more, <laughs> more more time and, and planning. I probably need a better drone. I've got a, uh, a DJI, but it's an old one. She's a bit clunky. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I up, upgrading probably and and doing it properly. But I mean, do you hunt yourself?
2: I do. I don't hunt much anymore. I well, I I went out one time this year and I just been busy with uh, recoveries and deer analysis and stuff like that. So
1: yeah, I mean, you're you doing some cool stuff. I mean, I saw the snippet on the Instagram of, of the analysis and and the counting the deer and everything else. I mean, that is something else. Yep.
2: Yep, yep. So that's something I just went public with is uh doing uh herd analysis. Basically we uh will come out and fly across your land and get you an approximate deer count. And I'm very accurate with that count. So it's a game changer. It's mostly probably for people with big acreage, like a lot of acres, because if you do a small piece, like you know, people are giving me shit on TikTok right now about the hundred acre piece that I did, that's not accurate because the deer moved through and, and I get it. I, you know, whatever, but my, right. why I did that is to let people know that we can do this and we've done it on thousand acre pieces, 1700 acre pieces. We're going to be doing it on a 3000 acre pieces. There's nothing that's too big. It just takes more time and you got to space it out. So really the, the herd analysis is probably going to be bigger than the recovery if the right people find out about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it was on a, it might have been on a meaty episode, one of the old meaty episodes about how they were using helicopters to count possibly a deer species somewhere that had sort of overtaken. They were trying to work out how many there were and they'd been using helicopters. So it's not a new concept, but how did the deer react with the drones? They'd ignore it. I mean, cause it's not like a big thumping helicopter coming over, is it? Or, or anything like that.
2: Yeah no so usually the deer don't react to it at all unless you're around a deer herd that is real skittish with maybe machinery or something scares them but yeah i would say like 95 percent of the deer do not react to it at all because i am i'm pretty high i'm about 390 feet above the uh, the ground so oh yeah the drone is way up there there's no need for us to get super close and unless we're inspecting an injury or something like that so yeah i, I don't want to bother the deer at all and that's why i fly up at that height because my cameras are good enough that i can see down through there
1: yeah and that's that's awesome i never realized it was that high i remember years ago going with um dad we used to do um we used to count the gray partridges to, to, so the we've got two types of partridges in the in in the uk we've got the um what we call the english or the gray partridge and, and the frenchman or the, or the red legs and okay. the English, well, look, I like the species we're trying to sort of preserve and, and get back. And we used to go and count the pairs and and various to see what we had. Something like the drone would be interesting to use just to get a look at where partridges are. Obviously, he wouldn't be able to tell tell what partridges what whether it was a Frenchman or an English. But at least you'd know where to go without driving around everywhere to try and find them. You used to drive up all the hedgerows and just creep about.
2: Oh, yeah. Where yeah, is this, this this is, yeah. It's basically when trail cameras started, you know, that, that explosion of that type of technology. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe we're right on the brink of that with this technology because you can get the information you need, like, right now. Um, yes, there is an on the ground an, an, log. Yeah. So, yeah. If I give you a count, it, it is a count that is so accurate to that day of how many deer are there. It's not, like, set a bunch of cameras out you know, over the next month or three months or however an analysis works with cameras and then try to collect your data. This is right here, right now. This is what you got.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's awesome. And like you said, I think that will take off even over in the UK. So we've got a few people who who've got dogs for tracking deer and I said things a little bit different. After watching you, I'm thinking, do you know what? There's something in this. Yeah. I'm even for sure. Even just for, like you said, just for for the like the analy- analysis side of things, you know, we've got muntjac in the UK, which are actually all our deer species are, are booming. But I remember years ago, so I used to say, if you saw three individual muntjac in one spot, you were overrun, because they're quite a secretive deer. I remember standing shooting uh. one day, and one ran past me. And then about three minutes later, another one runs past me. And then about the same time again, another one comes past me, I'm like, we've got a problem here and i yeah. you know i was 14 at the time
2: um so
1: it'd be interesting just to see what's about if
2: you know oh, yeah. if nothing else yeah
1: so you a commercial pilot are you a bush pilot what do you what do you fly in your in your regular time
2: I'm just a private pilot so an airplane that gets me from point A to point B not a bush pilot uh, I would like to be maybe one day I'll I'll buy a bush plane but yeah I just fly myself from here to there if I need to go somewhere
1: okay story so so you've had some I said I've been watching Instagram watched a few videos out of all the recoveries you've done what's your favorite one
2: the one I just posted last night on YouTube of the older grandpa that had an incident. I don't know if you watched it, but I haven't watched the whole thing. Basically but I've seen it. basically it's it's not a it's not a big buck, but what happened to him. Like he's been hunting this farm. He lived there for seventy years. He hits this buck. It's the biggest buck he's ever hit. They start tracking it. It sunsets and it gets dark he's older and his wife is with him and their son and they track him for a while. And his son's like, okay, let's just quit for tonight. Let's go uh, back home. And then we'll come back in the morning and we'll keep tracking him. Well, the son went home and then mom and dad went home. And then uh, when the son left, the mom and dad, older uh, grandma and grandpa snuck out with the ATV and they were wanting to go out back in the woods to track down this deer and when they did that, they got too close to a, a creek bank and they flipped the four wheeler. Ended up, the grandpa was underneath the four wheeler in the water, stuck. Somehow, he doesn't know how he got out, but somehow he, he was able to get out. They flipped the four wheeler back up, tried getting back home, ended up getting the four wheeler stuck again, and then uh, had to walk home. He ended up in the hospital at 2 a.m. with a broken collarbone. Next morning, his son, Calls me and he's like, you know, I gotta find this deer for dad because he's (laughs) went through a bunch for this thing. He had a dog in there already earlier that morning trying to find him. It was almost twenty four hours after the shot when I got there, and I was able to find the the buck for him. So it was really cool just because of what they went through, and then being able to help them recover the buck was sweet.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. What's the longest you've been between? deer shot and deer found
2: the longest after shot was 36 hours after the shot based on the shot and what it looked like i think the deer was dead for 33 hours
1: wow so that's a proper, yeah. co- that's a proper cold find
2: oh yeah yeah the it, <laughs> the deer was super stiff and uh, he's been dead for a while but he still had lots of thermals left
1: i mean everything carries a thermal doesn't it so Is it mostly bow hunting that you have the issues with finding the deer or is it?
2: We don't have a long rifle season, so our rifle season is only seven days long. So not near as many uh, calls on rifle as our bow because archery goes from last of September all the way into 1st of February. So a lot more of my calls are archery for sure.
1: Yeah. And And then that opens all the whole can of worms of everything, I suppose yeah is there anything you particularly like looking for apart from obviously you 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 know you you go out for whatever's been shot is there a particular species you like trying to find
2: no not necessarily i really drone deer recovery is is what my niche is yeah but i'm already starting to get into other things i had an outfitter call me from florida so we might be doing some pig stuff and some coyote stuff some predator you know that type of stuff I mean, it basically is going to start leading into other things because of how much recognition I've gotten on the social platforms. People from all across the nation and really the world, you can say, are seeing this and they're figuring out that this can be used for other things as well. There's a guy that reached out to me through Instagram that I guess they do poaching control. They use thermal drones for humans that are poaching. And he was just wanting my insight on the drone technology and what I would recommend them. So yeah, that would it be really well. pretty cool to pretty cool to get into.
1: Yeah, I know a guy does a lot of anti a lot of anti stuff in Africa. I'm gonna punch him some of your stuff his way because I think that they'll benefit from that because it's just it'll make life safer. It'll make life easier. You know, it's got so much potential there. It's it's you yeah. know that's unreal.
2: Yeah, this guy that reached out to me, he was from uh, Zimbabwe, I think.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just, you know, my mind's absolutely racking with, with, with the potentials in the UK. You know, we poaching in the UK is going up again now, you know, people chasing deer and, and pheasants and that because the cost of living has gone up, you know. It would just help guys so much to be able to see what's going on on the ground before they step on. Even when the police turn up, you know, if the, <laughs> if the police turn up, yeah, you know, at least think. Yeah, we've got some guys here. This is what they're doing. You can see if they're armed. You can see if they're using running yep. dogs. Yeah, you, know,
2: you yep. see
1: everything. And I think, yes, yeah, definitely the future.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Just just the technology, and you know, you guys are seeing what I'm putting on social platforms. It it looks cool, but when you see it in person, it's even cooler. It's yeah. like what the Sam Hill. Like this is wild.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, definitely.
2: Definitely. What other
1: stories you got? What was your first one like? How many learning curves did you have with your first deer?
2: I was really nervous on my first deer just because, you know, a guy is paying me money to try to find a deer that I, I had some training from a mentor, but not a whole ton. And so I was just completely new. I I was nervous I did not find that buck and that buck was dead where I was looking but because of the lack of experience I did not find the deer I feel like if I would go back to that deer that I was looking for that I would find it now you know it's like anything else the more experience you get the more confident you are in it there is one deer that's on social media right now on YouTube it's a 200 inch buck that I found that was a a high pressure situation because it's like I have to find this deer there's no question about it I have to find it because if I don't this really could blow up in my face because we're you know creating content on this and there's a bunch of people watching me and it's a world-class buck so that night I could I could barely eat before we went out looking for it but you said uh,
1: that actually you said that in the beginning of that that, that thing that you know this is a like the clincher, this is the pinnacle, this is what we're here for, I yep. need to find that yep. buck, yeah, go go yep. hard or go uh, home sort of thing, isn't it? you know, <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, so, you know, just, I didn't have a ton of experience when I was looking for that deer, but after that, like, things just started piling up, and the amount of deer that I've already found, I am so confident in the technology, it's almost cocky, but I don't want to get cocky, because people like how the technology works and then if i tell them with complete confidence that their deer isn't here listen to me i just don't want to come off the wrong way but i i do that now i'm i'm like listen folks i know that you feel like the deer is here and he's lived here his whole life but the deer isn't here i'm telling you this right now like this technology doesn't lie the deer moved off he's not dead and he'll be back i i've said that multiple times and uh, i can prove it now Multiple clients reach back out to me with pictures showing their deer is alive after I've looked for it.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. No, I don't wish to pull on you on the floor, see what you're doing because I think it's awesome, but a bit of sort of realism. Do you lose many?
2: There's only been two deer that I looked for that I didn't find that were dead in the area I was looking for. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So. I've looked for a ton of deer. I'm not releasing how many I've looked for yet. I probably will do that at the end of this year. And then you're going to be like, what? Like there's that many deer he's looked for. And he, he only missed two deer that were dead and didn't find the chances of me missing a deer. If it is dead are almost slim to none. I can't say like completely that I don't miss them, but it's a very slim chance.
1: That's awesome. And that. Do you think so? Here's here's a cat amongst the pigeons. Do you think that rate would have been high or low if it just been with a dog? If you'd been tracking, it, if you if you're going old school.
2: Yeah. So fifty percent of the deer I find are still alive. So if you would have tr- tried tracking most of the deer, like fifty percent of my deer, you would have never seen the deer tracking it with a dog because you would have jumped the deer before you would ever got close enough. People say, well, the dog bays, bays the deer or something. I don't know how that works. It's not allowed in the state of Ohio. So basically, if you would have been tracking in my area with a dog, 50% of my finds that I got successful locates on, you wouldn't have seen those with a dog because they were still alive.
1: There you go. The proof's in the pudding there, isn't it, really? Yeah. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. And it's the whole thing oh, like I said earlier on. The whole thing's blow my mind, and I think it's absolutely <laughs> fantastic work that you're doing. And I agree, yeah, totally. And it is you, wild. I
2: mean,
1: you know, like you said, you're at the pin- you are at the pinnacle at the moment of the start of something bigger for sure. Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's nothing else I can say to that really, apart from it's absolutely bloody awesome what you're doing.
2: I appreciate that. So how how my stuff come across your feed?
1: I, to be honest, I follow a lot of um the, the American stuff on my Instagram. Okay. So, because I like the bow hunting, I, I like it all, though we can't bow hunt in the UK. What? No, it's, not, it's illegal. That comes back from, like, when we had like the Vikings and the Saxons and, and, and all that. Yeah, we can't we can't hunt with bows in the UK. Wow. Was just, it was to stop. Basically, the law was there to stop people poaching deer off of the lords and the ladies of the estates.
2: Ah. Uh, so, you're allowed to hunt with rifles but not archery? Yeah.
1: Yeah, all right. No
2: way. Yeah. I did not know that.
1: So my closest bow hunting for me is France.
2: Huh.
1: Um, I'd have to go to France, take a test, and then I could uh I could then do it for boar and deer and
2: no way. Wow Yeah.
1: There is a debate where you could you could probably um bow fish on the sea on the coast, but I wouldn't want to be the first person to try it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a gray area and i just i don't think i'm a good enough solicitor to get me out of trouble for that one
2: wow Um, that's crazy
1: we can spearfish so i can't see what the difference the real difference is between the spearfishing and the bowfishing apart from yeah
2: yeah like you saying that again makes me like appreciate like what we have in america that we take what what we have for granted at times totally i mean we have a lot more regulations than we did back in the day but doggone we still have a lot of things that most countries don't
1: yeah 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 i mean we're lucky in the uk don't get me wrong i I dig on our laws quite hard but there's some good stuff that comes up the UK. so we've got an abundance of game so we're not yes we're restricted to seasons but if you wanted to shoot you know, if you wanted to fill your freezer with with a certain type of deer, you could go and do it. Mm-mm. Whereas okay. in the US, you've got bigger problems. You know, you've got there's getting the permission, there's that you know, getting your um your tags and and whatnot. But I, I said before, actually, especially with your gun laws, a lot of people out there don't realise how good they've got it with gun laws
2: oh yeah i'm not a gun gun guy myself really but uh, there's definitely a lot to be thankful for in america no doubt about that
1: yeah i mean it's got swings and roundabouts but i'd happily come over and live out there definitely
2: that'd be cool Um... i would like to see what the uk looks like
1: yeah well i'll have to get you over here come do some hunting and bring your drone
2: yeah if i'd be allowed to bring my drone i would but most countries from what i've figured out so far are a little hesitant about allowing thermal imaging drones they allow drones but if it has a thermal camera on it that's where it gets a little
1: really we, we we hunt with thermal out here so we're allowed to use thermal to find deer in that anyway
2: oh okay well maybe the uk is not an issue i know yeah, that mexico is, is an issue
1: is it so like so like yeah. the europeans brought over to, to the uk it sort of ruined our stalking really so it used to be a case of right we'll go out early mornings and we'll have a bit of a stalk around, and, we'll, and we'll, we'll come on to some deer sort of thing, and then all of a sudden Europeans come like, we'll just stand here and see what comes out, and they're like, <laughs> put the thermal up and go, yeah, there's nothing here. And you're like, oh, uh... we'll move then. <laughs> um, so, so it's all sort of changed really, and I I use it. I shoot a lot of foxes. Um, okay, because they're a predator for you know uh, they're a pest for us. And my ideal foxing is going with a lamp, You spotlight. You find them, you shoot them in the spotlight. And there's there's yeah. an art there's an art to it. Huh. Um, but because I've now got a job to do, it's easier just to get the thermal out, scan the field. Oh yeah, there we are. Put the night sight on. Have a bit of a squeak. The fox comes <laughs> trotting in, and in theory, you shoot the fox. Doesn't always happen, I admit. But
2: that is cool.
1: It's not taking the fun out of it, but it's taking the art out of it for sure.
2: Okay. Yeah. That's, like, uh, that's like the guy that called me from Florida that's an outfitter. I guess that's what he wants to do with the drone, with a the thermal drone is he wants to have the thermal drone in the air and look for hogs and then let his clients know where the hogs are at. Because you can scan a field with a, a thermal handheld, but once you see it from the sky, you can cover some serious ground in a hurry.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I get yeah. that. Uh, it's funny so we went i went stalking a few weeks ago um on our on our broads we've got chinese water deer and there's, there's a problem they just thrive in that sort of environment not only that they can have up to like 14 young a year they're bad parents but they can oh, just wow. keep, they can just keep popping them out i said to my mate i got out of the van just have a look across this because it's quite rough and see what you can see and i went is there sheep out there and he's like no i went you better look at this then And uh, it was about sort of twenty Chinese water deer in this in this sort of area. I'm like Jesus Christ, you know. And it was just just mind blowing. So yeah, I'm 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 well up for what you're doing. That that's absolutely awesome. Right, Zoom's telling me we're going to run out of time, so I'm going to say thank you very much. And if anybody, where can people find you if they want to find you?
2: basically on all platforms youtube instagram facebook tiktok just search drone deer recovery and then you can also check out my website drone deer com. yeah should be able to be found on all those platforms
1: yeah that's awesome thank you very much for coming on mate thank you very much for taking the time out to talk to me much
2: appreciated cool. thanks for having me you are the first podcast across the pond so i appreciate it
1: no no worries thank you very much
0: You've been listening to the Outdoor Man Podcast. We're glad you're here. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Find us on Twitter at Podcast Outdoor. On Instagram, Outdoor underscore man underscore podcast. On Facebook, Outdoor Man Podcast. And you can even reach us by email, dan at outdoorman.uk. Let us know your outdoor questions. And be sure to tag us when you're outside living your best life. Until next time, be the example.